Mega Man 2, he's back! Welcome to Nostalgia, a chronological exploration of every NES game released in North America. I'm Mike. I'm Sean. And I'm Joe. Guys, the sequel of sequels. No, that's not true. There are plenty of games that we've been waiting for that have gotten sequels. But a lot of times with these sequels, you know, Super Mario Bros. 2, Castlevania 2, Zelda 2, a lot of times it's like a completely different game. Now, I don't know what you guys know about Mega Man, but were you expecting a completely different game for Mega Man 2? Absolutely not. I mean, I think I've played half a dozen Mega Man games, and they all feel exactly the same. So I was thinking Mega Man 2 is probably going to feel like a Mega Man game. Yeah, I haven't played a ton of Mega Man, but I also just am aware that they're all very similar. And um, I think it would have been it would have been very surprising if the uh, if this was like a totally different. Totally different style game. It was like some top-down game or something. Yeah, it's like it's in an this RTS one, you're, now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're in an RPG and you have to travel from town to town, taking down the robot masters. <laughs> What's interesting though is like that is a thing you know that we're seeing with all um, major beloved uh, sequels so far is that they are different. And so with Mega Man Two, it's actually just a lot of cut assets that they didn't have time for in Mega Man 1 that they were like, well, we got enough of this stuff. We can make a second game. And Capcom was like, all right, sounds great, but we're not really going to pay anybody to make the game. Like, you guys have to make this on your own time. And that's what they did. They said uh, the sales were abysmal, and if you guys want to make this, you'll have to do it, uh, you know, like on the hours where you're not working on our other Capcom games. I guess I completely forgot that, like, if we talked about that in the first one, that it wasn't really that well received um because that's kind of crazy yeah Mega Man is an essential game for us right now and we're you know we're entering that with the expectation that like sometimes the sequels become essential games and other times they don't yet here you know because the sales were unimpressive and it had that weird box art remember we did that whole thing about like the North American box art and then like the movie poster European box art with Mega Man 2 it really does seem like a surprise that it's getting a sequel at all, let alone how many sequels it's going to get on just the NES. Joe, any thoughts on the original Mega Man uh, leading up to Mega Man 2? Well, I was going to replay it, but I, I ended up just playing Mega Man 2 right now. So in my memory of Mega Man 2, this feels very similar. But when I really like, when I really think about it, like I can... I can sort of feel the, like, feel some improvements in Mega Man 2. So, like, I, there are some things in Mega Man 1 that I remember being um, almost unfair. Not, like, just difficult, but I remember there were, like, there were items that you absolutely needed that you could miss that could make you have to restart the game and stuff. And I and I, I just noticed while playing this game, one thing it, it seemed to have learned from its original game was to not do that but they didn't just take that kind of thing out. They like found an interesting solution to it, which I'm sure we'll get to later. But I think that maybe this is going off a little bit away from what you asked, but I think that as a sequel, this is like a really good example of how video game sequels often are are improvements on the originals unlike movie sequels. 
So, like, so far we've had, like, you know, if we have Mario and Zelda, which both happen to have really good sequels, but, like, it was almost, like, in well, spite Mario. of themselves. Okay, okay, get out of here. But it was almost, like, in spite of themselves. Like, they, the way that they, the way that they went about it, like, they could have easily failed at making a good game because they totally changed everything. Where, luckily, they didn't, but, but... In this case, instead of totally changing everything, it seems like they learned from what they did in the first game. They they got better at game design. They added a couple new elements, and they made they like improved inwardly instead of trying to like instead of trying to like branch out too far into something that makes it a totally different game. And I think that that's what um, what I noticed from video game sequels. Even like today, when a video game sequel comes out, it always feels like okay, now they've taken that like base that they built in the first game and and built on it. And I know that that is totally a long tangent, not really answering the question you asked. No, I, th- I think that's answering the question. It, it's it, Mega Man two is, is an iterative, uh, change to, from Mega Man one. It's basically the same game, but the presentation's better. It's much more streamlined. Uh, the, the, yeah, like you said, like they're the, those big flaws of like, Oh, this is, something you might miss and you're you're kind of soft locked in the game like that's all that's all been fixed uh yeah it's it's an iteration that improved upon the original yeah i like that idea too of um you know there are certain games that are are doing their own thing and then there's you know what we already know i mean we're in the future like we know that all these mega man games are going to are going to follow this but in a in some ways mega man 2 is just another attempt at making the same game again, right? Like, okay, well, we learned from, like, Mega Man 1, and now we're just going to take the parts that were, like, were good, or, like, you know, let's let's increase the scope, or let's make the power-ups more, um, you know, more interesting to the platforming. We saw that in Mega Man 1 with, like, the magnet beam that would create platforms for you and stuff like that. In this game... They're giving you three unique power-ups that, granted, you have to clear a certain stage to receive. But these three power-ups are are not, like, weapons. They are for your platforming benefits. And I think that takes a whole new uh, approach to what the Mega Man levels are about. Because in, in the first game, I really feel like the platforming challenges and just the design of the levels in general were more just about making sure that you either... Um, you know, survived to make it to the robot master to acquire his weapon or just a uh, platforming challenge of like, you know, here are some blocks that are appearing or here's, you know, you have to make sure that you jump at the right time or else the platform will disappear. Uh, There was a lot of that in the first game and it's not completely gone in the second game, but it becomes more of a challenge in terms of like the the core gameplay of taking down enemies and acquiring their power ups and using those new power ups, than just like, you know, and I think Joe, this is what you were saying the the ruggedness of the first game, which maybe at times felt a little unfair. Yeah, I can I can see that. Not you know, I actually hadn't hadn't thought of it that way as far as like the um, the gameplay loop being more based on like your combat and not quite as. I mean. It's still also very heavily based on platforming, but yeah, it it feels like it got a little more like fluid in that sense. Like everything is very clearly still well thought out and designed, but it doesn't doesn't necessarily feel like the whole time is like stop, think about what to do next, do it, stop, think about what to do next. Which I feel like there was a lot of that in the first game. It's like, okay, what do I do on this screen? What do I do on that screen? Whereas this game feels more just like you keep you keep moving and you and it's all happening. All that same stuff's happening, but like more fluidly. 
Yeah, there's less situations where I I died because not so much because of the platforming, but because of the combat interfering with the platforming. Like I I remember dying a lot more from like knockback in Mega Man than I did in this game. Like this that definitely still happened. Um but it seemed to be a lot less egregious here. Uh, and I think that's a good illustration of what I think you're talking about. So Mega Man 2 does, you know, like, if we're going to get into the story at all, which is very brief, uh, it takes place in the year 20XX, just like... It's uh, just two, two, the 200X, hello. Two, uh, 2000X, sorry, yeah. yeah. 20XX are the Mega Man X games. That's why they're called Mega Man X, because it adds the extra X to the year. <laughs> um, so in the year 2000X, a super robot named Mega Man, uh, created by Dr. Light... Was uh, standing on a building... Yep, just standing on a building, being like, this is my city, and I, you know, doc, uh, Dr. Wily better not fuck up this shit. And, of course, Dr. <laughs> Wily, after being defeated in the first game, comes back. Although, apparently, and maybe we talked about this in the first one, but I couldn't remember. In this one, it says he's creating his own eight robots to counter Mega Man. In the first game, were they just, like, other robots of Dr. Lights? that like, They were. Dr. No, that's we, very interesting. We had a pretty – I think we, were t- we had a conversation about how, like, yeah, there was just, like, the, the construction robots and, like, the gun robots that definitely were there to – were built for peace. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yep. But, yeah, I guess that, that – now that's that's some that's some plot development there. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and it's, like, if those ones were built for peace, but now you look at these ones and there's, like – a walking fan, like you know, that's built for violence, <laughs> right? Or the leaf guy, the guy, yeah, the, leaf, the leaf guy. He's leafs. like, I'm gonna build yeah. my own, my own mega killer robot, and he's like, leafs. That's what we need. Although real, real Mega Man fans will kill us if we don't refer to these guys by their names. So leaf that guy, he's Woodman, oh, Woodman, not that's leaf right. man. Sorry. Yes. And then what's the fan? Was he wind? Uh, Airman, Airman, Airman. Yeah, you no, know, it's always what you think it would be, and then yeah. just say the opposite, <laughs> right? Uh, because obviously, yeah, you know, uh, trees have leaves, which means that he's made of wood, not leaf man, wood right. man. Uh, I guess, you know, just one quick thing in my thought there on the story, though, is that, like, this and and other NES games are guilty of it, too. But, like, this is an example of a game that gives you, like, maybe just the right amount of story for, like, what an 8-bit video game should be, right? Like, you just kind of get a reason to be doing your thing. You don't need, like, a whole a whole journey or anything like that. Although we do like the hero's journey. I like that a lot in Ninja Gaiden. Um, but, you know, you could take it or leave it with these plots, right? Like, am I going to have to remember or care in Mega Man 3 what happened in 1 or 2? It may as well just be a unique game each time, just like how Super Mario Brothers may as well just be a unique game each time. Yeah, but I feel like it's sort of it sort of is. Like, I mean, I don't know about what comes later, but I feel like it's like a unique game each time with a small little through line. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not like, arguing. I'm not arguing about the plot, though. I don't want you to think like I'm saying, like, did they even need to include this? I'm just gotcha. saying, like, you know, it's re- it's a nice refreshing thing where, like, it's the sequel to a game and you don't need to know anything about the first one. Right. I didn't need to remember that they were creations of Dr. Light in the first one and now they're made by Dr. Wily. Yeah, in fact, I didn't remember that. So, so and it, when it worked out fine, so. Right. Laura, that's there for you if you want it. Right. 
We're talking a lot about improvements, though, and I feel like, you know, for me, the biggest improvement was just the addition of another difficulty mode. So there is the easy mode and then the normal mode. I was just shocked to see this even included, given the track record of North American games usually just getting the harder mode uh, from from Japanese games, not an easier mode. Uh, in this one, I, I, you know, I played the easy mode version just because I'm not really that good at Mega Man games. I don't have enough experience with the levels, playing them over and over again and getting that stuff right. And I gotta say, this easy mode is such an improvement over any gripes I really had with Mega Man 1 in terms of the amount of health you receive and the amount of damage you do to enemies. I really enjoyed just the pacing of the game a lot more under easy, but was glad that normal was there too if I wanted a more difficult experience. Yeah, and I I kind of agree with that too, where I, I feel like the... Well, first of all, the um, the easy mode is actually called normal on our game. So it's like they... It's like they, you know, they didn't trust us to be as good at video games. So our normal mode is is what is the new easy mode. And then the other the other mode is difficult, which is their original mode. Um Yeah, they didn't so, have there was only one mode in the original release. Right, right. Right, which is usually like the opposite of what yeah, we get. Yeah, usually we get know. the harder one. Right. Yeah. And I, and I also was like it was I was kind of happy to see the the easier mode, and it was nice because I was able to just jump into it, play it. It was still it was still a challenge, um, but I felt like I could learn it and everything. But I was I would have been upset if if there was just the easy mode because I you know I do want to like when I play a game like this, especially when it's well designed like this, I want to get better at it, and then I want to you know try to challenge myself more. So like I you know I love having the option then to go play the the difficult mode even if I have to swallow my pride a little bit and remember that like <laughs> that, that you know a whole country of people this is just their normal mode <laughs> and I have to play on the baby mode first before I can get to the hard mode but uh but it's it is nice to have that option and uh, you know it was much more accessible to me with the easy mode to just pick it up and play it you know a couple minutes here and there rather than trying to practice um and then later I can try out the difficult mode when I'm like when I feel good enough at it where I want to challenge myself. I guess the one thing that I I didn't entirely appreciate about the difficulty setup was like some enemies just behave entirely differently. Like uh, I forgot what level it's in, but uh, there's this like stack of cans basically, and you have to hit the right can with the face on it, and then it does damage to the enemy. Um, where whereas in the normal mode, uh, it will just blow up and disappear when you shoot that. In the difficult mode, it'll actually sort of become a bunch of projectiles that get thrown at you and you have to dodge those too. And I understand that like that is adding difficulty, but I think it's also adding just like one little interesting thing about an enemy and uh, that's lost to the difficult mode. I don't know. I, I sort of I sort of like that actually because that... That also gives me another reason to replay it in difficult mode that where the challenge isn't just that the enemies have more health or their projectiles do more damage to me. You know, it gives me more to like, okay, now it's harder because things are happening differently. I got to think a little differently. I got to react a little differently. I, I sort of like that in games that do that. Like I've played other games, uh, Kingdom Hearts being a big one where like the difficulty mode is just, okay, you take, you take three times the damage and you only do one quarter the damage. And, like, that's great, and that does make a challenge, but it would be cool to see, like, bosses doing different things that are harder to actually, like, deal with. If it's done right. You know, if it's done well. Okay. 
Yeah, and Sean, that's an interesting point too because I'm just looking at that now. Um, you know, I admittedly only played on the uh, easier mode, the normal mode, but uh, that that is like a a rare example uh, on the page here. They actually don't have too many other examples of enemies that behave differently between the modes. And I actually wish that they had more of that, right? Like that is to Joe's point, like that's a cool thing that like adds to, uh, you know, like, Oh, you think, you know, this enemy, but now they're behaving uh, differently. I do wonder if like, you know, those birds that drop the eggs, right. If they would be more strategic on when they drop them, because it's pretty easy to destroy the egg before it hits the ground. Right. Like if there's things like that, in the more difficult mode, that would make sense. Like, that would be a cool thing to do. I wonder how much of the inclusion of easy mode, though, comes down to just, like, well, the sales of the first game weren't that impressive because word spread that it's hard. Like, that's there's no way to verify that or anything like that. But, like, it does feel like easy mode is a direct answer to, like, people complaining about the difficulty, specifically just the health, though, right? Like, the you're really not given a ton of like health regeneration throughout very long levels in Mega Man 1 whereas in Mega Man 2 I actually found you know maybe this is only happening in the easy mode but I found they were giving just way too much health out especially like the bigger yellow balls that give you like almost like a full health bar back like yeah. those were happening pretty I, often yeah I guess the, the the way that you look at like stuff like the enemy differences and the um the health uh compensation I guess um, it really depends on what what way you're looking at it. As like normal mode being the 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 correct way to play, or the difficult mode being the correct way to play. Because if you look at it as like what it is, which is a sort of pared down version of the original design, then you're actually sort of being shortchanged a bit by like the this uh like you're you're losing some stuff instead of like um it being a designed hard mode that adds these features um, and I guess also messes with balance by just giving health out willy-nilly. Um, so I guess I look at it more as like, oh, this is the stripped-down version instead of like, oh, the difficult one is just the one that has more stuff going on. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I guess it, it does, like, yeah, to your point, it does depend on, like, how it's done. Which I don't know. I didn't play the difficult mode, so like it does sound like maybe that that was just one where like they can figure out a way to make it easier. So they're like, ah, oh, let's just make it just die when you kill it. But like, if it were done, no, I meant more like just like the like just the perspective that you're using. Um, uh, it being like, is this the the original way to play the game, or is this the it, that's right. that's more what I mean. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like like, are they adding things to the to the difficult mode, or are they taking things away from the easy mode? Yeah. have eight robot masters instead of six and you know in some ways that's just like a natural thing to like make a game bigger right is like have more stages have more enemies and stuff like that but in Mega Man that's an interesting like addition because now you're talking about a lot more power-ups too uh and you know this whole 
rock, paper, scissors mechanic of, like, some, you know, really do extra damage to enemies and others uh, actually don't hurt enemies at all or they're the enemy's, like, own power so it doesn't do anything. It's very interesting to see, um, you know, the, the game expand with the additional two levels considering that there's also, like, a whole second half of this game. I'm just curious, you know, first let's just talk about the Robot Masters here for a minute. Do you guys remember the Robot Masters in Mega Man 1? We really liked those boss fights. They felt uh, unique and challenging to each one. Uh, at a certain point, you even fight yourself as a cloned version of your own Mega Man where he switches to whatever power-ups you are. Curious to hear if the Mega Man 2 Robot Masters are just kind of the same idea as the first one or if they improve upon them. I, I think uh, I, I think that they're still just as unique um, I I still think that there's um, better and worse ones. Like I made the mistake of doing Bubble Man first and had basically a useless weapon um, for uh, the first couple rounds, uh, the first couple levels. Um, but I, I do think that like their design is different enough to to still be compared to the original Mega Man of like, oh these are uh, unique boss designs, some more unique than others. Uh, I I think they're on the same track. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what the. I remember some of the some of the people. I remember there was Cut Man, and there was the elect, I guess Electricity Man or Electric Man. Is it Electman? Electman? Yes, uh, I think it is. Oh, they probably couldn't <laughs> fit uh, Electricity Man on there. I think that's um, just his name, Vincent Electman. <laughs> yeah, this is his last name, Electman. Yeah. Um, but I it it does yeah it does seem like I know people I mean know people kind of like there's. You know, people make fun of the Mega Man uh, bad guys over time because there are just so many of them. And it's like when you run out of ideas. But if you really think about it, like, if you're willing to get a little silly, you'll never run out of ideas. You can you can make anything, you know, an enemy. It's just, it, I, I think it's kind of cool the way that they keep coming up with, like, new things for the enemies to do. There was Flash Man, which I don't really fully understand why he's Flash Man and his power is to freeze time. But that's a cool, like, that's a cool different, like, Gameplay it's like flash, mechanic. it's like flash freezing. Uh, like yeah, a, I guess that makes Oreos sense. Yeah, or freezing. Um, but uh, but yeah, like that's a different gameplay mechanic. That's totally like totally changes the way you think about the enemy. And once you get the power up, the way you think about the game, and you know, it's not just like they're not just like reskins necessarily of the original. Like, what did, does anyone remember? What Fireman did in the original? I like, believe he projected. I think it was like made of fire. Did he like shoot just the? Was he this? Did he do? Did he have the same power up as Heat Man, or was it like different enough? I actually don't remember to be yeah. honest. <laughs> like that's the, that's one of the ones I'm wondering if it was similar, but I'd have to go back and play it. But for the most part, it does feel like these all are, are pretty unique. Yeah, and I think um, I'm trying the uh, the Heat Man one. You can you can uh, hold down the attack button right, and then throw like larger fireballs. Yeah, it's you like, couldn't do that. You couldn't do that in the first game. Well, you know what? I didn't know that actually. Okay, so I well, didn't use Heat Man correctly the whole time, but I still used him. No, once in no, a while. no, no. It's fine. Yeah, he's still. I mean, like as long as you used him <laughs> yeah. in the correct, appropriate battle. Well, yeah, you're you still him, winning yeah. the advantage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it would have been. Maybe I should have tested that out. You know, the interesting thing here is like you know, and we could talk about the power ups and a thing because I think that's different than talking about the robot masters. But I actually thought this time, for the most part, the stages thematically were a lot better for the um, you know, for the robot masters. So you have like 
Bubble Man, right? And his first you see like a giant waterfall and then you go into the water and then like you're able to jump as high as you possibly want because technically that's just swimming. And I thought that was like really cool because then they have, you know, platforms that like if you hit them, it's immediate death. I think they're, they look like sea urchins to me, but I have no idea what they're supposed to be. <laughs> they're spikes. Uh, just spikes. Sure. Um, and then you have Quick Man, which has those like laser beams, which... You know, it's like a two-sided thing, right? One, it's really cool for the stage, but, like, man, yeah. was that not some of the most that frustrating the shit worst. in this game? Like, that is, <laughs> you're right, that is the best example of, like, the thematic use of level design going with the boss and, and, and just, like, how Mega Man games are designed, but I, I hated that fucking level because I had to play it dozens of I I think, like, maybe six or seven times before I could get past all those lasers. Yeah, I yeah. feel like you're screwed if you don't play um, Flashman first to get the power up uh, to slow down And I, I didn't do any, like, research about, like, the strategy of what... Uh, what level to go to? Well, that's first. the correct and way to do it, Sean. Is to not to not have the strategy. You were playing the correct way. No, I think the correct way is to have like that that metal blade. Uh, that- I don't know. You're not getting that like first. <laughs> oh. You know, yeah, you're not getting that like first experience. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I agree too. Where it's like it's it's like that trial and error, kind of like learning it. Like I think the correct way to be would be to go there, go there. You know, if you end up there without, you know, the the time stopping power up or whatever power you need and then you realize like okay i'll come back to this then you get the time power up then you're like oh my god this will be perfect for that level like no, i do like that like aha moment yeah for yeah. sure I, I was just making a, a remark I know you about, were, yeah, yeah. <laughs> about that that weapon but um i think also in terms of comparison to Mega Man, not so much thematically but um the the levels look just much more like designed to to, to fit their boss more um like i i remember the original mega man like just the look the, the look of each level was kind of blandish um, yeah you're just kind of like outside of the city right like you can always see these buildings and stuff in the background but you're not really anywhere yeah there was never anything fun in the background like in, in this one like you see like moving gears and like all the there they're better like matte paintings i guess in this game <laughs> Yeah, and then there's also just, like, I don't know, certain levels just have varying uh, difficulties in sense of, like, you know, they always have enough health to go on, right? Like, you can you can kind of farm enemies in this game since they always just spawn if you move off stage. If you really need health, you should just wait it out and attack an enemy that's easy to defeat until you get the health that you need. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking about the ones that have, like, they're not they're not bosses themselves, but they're harder enemies. Like um, in Woodman stage, he has those giant dogs. Oh, yeah. and it's like, what is going on? Like those dogs are just so much more powerful than any of the other enemies. It's like I thought that was the boss the first time I ran into it, and then I had to fight it like two or three more times. Yeah, and I it took me a few times to come up with an actual way to fight those without taking an obscene amount of health, um, taking an obscene amount of damage. Um, but yeah, those and the, uh, I forgot the, the name of the, the guy. He, they're in a lot of Mega Man games, but the ones that are in like the mechs, like th- those were kind of difficult mm-hmm. too. Um, and I, I do like, it's I'm glad that these games have, um, a, a wider variety of, of enemies and not just like a variety of like one sprite enemies like we've seen in a lot of other games. Like th- they're, they're, there are some that could be seen as mini bosses, some that can be seen as just like uh, just a, a common but 
at least like a variety in presentation for for enemies too uh is is pretty cool to see yeah that is that's a good point sean you're not just dealing with goombas and goombas with projectiles yeah you know like the 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 mech guy you're talking about apparently his name is sniper armor but like you can defeat the mech and then he actually jumps out of the exploding mech and then you have to fight him yeah you know like that's a fun thing uh there's that other guy who's uh in the um the metal man stage uh where he's like on a gear and you shoot the gear that he's like rolling on first and then you have to kill him like he's not he's not dangerous or anything but you have to make sure that you take out both of them they're not just like or they're you, not together. They're not a yeah, twin. Or you kill him and you have to dodge the gear still. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or, um, you know, in Airman stage, the um, the fan thing, the guy who has, like, a fan for a body. Um, <laughs> not an annoying enemy, doesn't really do anything to you, but if you're if you're just kind of rushing through the level and you don't notice him, he might blow you off the platform. Yeah, it was cool the way that they, like, interact with you other than just attacking you, or they interact with each other, you know? Like, the, it felt more... I don't know, more like a lived-in, like, real place. <laughs> I, whenever there's would, giant fan belly people, I make, it makes me think of real places. <laughs> yeah. Mega Man definitely is designed for people. Yeah. talk about those platforming additions right because other than the the main power-ups you get there are three uh you know i'm gonna call them platforming power-ups where you mean you item create... one two and three is that what is that really what they're called in the yeah. game i can't remember yes. but <laughs> that's funny um we'll call them platforming power-ups and uh one is like a a levitating platform the other one is like a jet that you get on and rides you across a stage and then the third one actually can Climb walls, although you you kind of have to figure that one out a, a little bit by yourself because, or look at the manual, I suppose. Because when you first deploy it, it looks like it's just designed to like hop through yeah. through the stage. <laughs> oh yeah, you uh, sort of you guys throw think? it. Let Let me hear, uh, Joe. What do you think of the addition of platforming power ups instead of just you know uh, weapons? Well, I think it was great. I think that this is their solution to to the to the problem we had with the first game because wasn't it a platformy thing that you needed, like a platform gun that you needed or something that would get a you up gun. higher? The, the magnet, magnet gun. Yeah. That's right. And like that, you needed that to progress. Whereas this is like a similar thing where it's like interacting <laughs> with the environment in a way that'll get you through it. But I, I'm assuming it gives you each of these items like every time you beat you know two or three stages you get a new you get item one and then after three more stages you get item two and after the next two you get item three or whatever so that way you when you get to the stage where you need those things you have to already have them and you just it's all about just thinking about how to use them um i will say that i did never use item three i never had a reason to i never found a reason to uh so that felt a little weird but like those are more for like shortcuts uh yeah probably yeah um, yeah, if, if anything, item two is is the one, you know, the jet. That's the guy. But, Sean, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Uh, I, I guess but mine's not really a, a complaint in in more more so. I, I just wish that they had taken the opportunity to, like, not separate them out. Like, oh, these are the these are the items you use to, like, do damage to enemies. And these are the items you use to move around the. Uh, the world. I, I would have thought it would be cool 
if they combined those. Like I always like games that have abilities that have more than one use. Um, so sort of separating them out felt a little uh, felt felt a little basic to me. But I did appreciate like that at least they were thinking about more than just how to inflict damage. Um, just could have been a bit more creative about it. That's a great point, though, Sean, because if you think about it, right, like the uh, the jet, the one that we all think is the most useful, that one you get for defeating Airman, right? So what's stopping you from instead making the uh, the tornado-like air projectile something that you can hop on and ride yeah. as well? You know, so this way it's like it does damage to enemies, but you can also ride through it. But if you come into contact with an enemy on it, then it then it, you know, disappears. Like you can't just continue to roll steam through it. It's like there's a, it does have two functions without being too op. Yeah. You know, that that does make me think though, like, what is the point of hiding these behind particular boss battles when you're already receiving a power up? Controversial yeah. here, but I kind of feel like you could have just started with these three and it could have just been included in the story that Dr. Light's like, you know, oh shit, Wily's back and this time he made his own robots. So I got to upgrade Mega Man and give him these three power ups. He should just start the game with them. So this way, I there's mean, no like. I still think that they should be they should be sprinkled in just so that you're not overwhelming the player with all these new uh, all these new options. Um, but I don't think they should be locked behind specific yeah. bosses. But like just whatever after whatever the first two bosses you get it you get number one, and then after the next two, number two, and and so on and so forth. Just so that like you have more options the more you go up you go through the game but it doesn't really have these weird arbitrary connections to any one boss yeah it also gives you the opportunity it gives the developers the opportunity to put things into their levels that the player will say like oh how how can i possibly get to that and then later on when they get the power up they, like next time they're playing the game next time i play that level they can be like oh like if i get that power up first i can come back here and ride that up to the th-. you know it, it it leaves room for little secrets and stuff yeah um, but also to what you know, to what you guys were saying about like separating them out a little bit, I think that even if they had, I, I did also think it was weird that they that it like this platform, whether whether you're talking about the the vertical platform and the horizontal platform, they are like they replace your gun. So like while it's going, while you're on it, after you shot it, even while you're riding it, you can't use another weapon. So like I feel like it would have been interesting to kind of have those things separate so it's like you can use your platform and then pick your weapon and then like ride up and shoot at enemies from the platform and it could like add this whole other level of like the way you approach combat too not just navigation. Yeah. Um, I think that that would be that would be the easy solve Joe, right? Is like making sure that it's just limited to if you're using an item or a weapon, you can only use you know, like say you're using weapon, you can use an item or say you're using item, you can use a weapon, but maybe they just weren't able to get around that. And my worry there would be like, then what's just stopping you from spamming item, item, item to, you know, to like almost break the platforming. Well, you only game. have, cause you have ammo for the items, right? I mean, no, no, I know, but I'm saying like, you know, the levels are only so long or so tall anyway, but like theoretically there are certain platforming challenges that if you can use, item two is the jet and then spawn item one the platform you're kind of always guaranteed both a horizontal and vertical advantage well that's not what i mean i mean if if the the jet the platform and the the wall climbing thing are all items 
and then the the weapons are weapons. You can so you can be on the jet and you can still fire your gun. You know, right? And it's I yeah, I agree with you, you there. I'm saying like I just don't think they could have programmed them to because Maybe. because they're all in the same menu screen. Right. You know, I feel like it'd be impossible to be like, no, these ones can only be shot at the same time, given that. Uh, you know, that you need to go into that menu and change to right. be in that form. But do we know, I mean, is it, on the NES, is it is it asking too much? I, I really don't know. To, to say, like, okay, well, maybe just hit select and you can cycle through your platforms. And then hit yeah, start I, and you can cycle exactly. through your I don't, I don't think like, it was a technical impossibility. I think it's a combination of uh, they didn't think of it and game balance. Like, I, it's not, it's definitely not technically impossible to, to do both um, because there are moving platforms normally in this game. But uh, regardless, um, I, I do think that it would, if they, if they balance the game correctly, it could have added uh, another layer. Um, but it, it's not the end of the world that, that they, that they didn't, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It, it feels like it is a step on the, it's like, okay, they improved from the first game. Maybe in the next game, they'll improve that. And like, okay, now how, how can we, add, you know, it does feel like it's like an iteration on something yeah. that will probably get better in later Mega Man games. Yeah. Cause you know, like select as a, uh, as like a cycle through your power ups or even just your platforming power ups is a great idea, Joe. And I'm kind of surprised that we're still like cycling through a long menu. Uh, you know, especially once you get to the Wily stages that like you have every single power up, you have all these different things and they just have like one letter attributes for what they are. And it's not that hard to remember that B is for bubble or anything, but it's just like, it's a little more convoluted or they could have made it maybe a little dressier where like it actually takes you into a screen where, uh, you would see, you know, like a description of what it does or something like that or see Mega Man's colors change or something. I don't know, something cool, but that's just a, a nitpick there. I feel like the select through the thing is a much more elegant way of dealing with, like, changing in real time. And the menu screen as, like, a pause element and changing your your item kind of prevents you from doing it, like, often enough. Like, I feel like if I was just able to cycle through the weapons while I was playing, I might use more, but because I have to make the active choice yeah. to pause in the menu, select which item I want to use, a lot of times I found myself just using the regular charge beam. Exactly. I mean, I remember back in, uh, I I don't remember how long ago, but the first Mega Man game I played was Mega Man 8, um, and I think it was just like the shoulder buttons switch between your your powers and you would see his colors change in real time and the little indicator change. So, I mean, just by virtue of having all these things to play with, I would just, just like get crazy and, uh, Oh, I want to play with this thing now. Like where, whereas you don't really have that, uh, that level of creativity in this one, because it's kind of a drag to go to the menu and come back you, in this one. You're more like, well, I know that this is the correct strategy or I have, formulated that this is the correct strategy so i'm going to change now um so it's just like it, it sort of it encourages different kinds of play i think it's time to talk about the most interesting part of any Mega Man game, and that is the power-ups uh, that you get rewarded from the Robot Masters and stuff like that. In this game, you have the Air Shooter, the Crash Bomber, the Time Stomper, the Quick Boomerang, the Metal Blade, the 
bubble lead, apparently. I just thought it was a bubble. I don't know what lead means. I bubble lead? lead. But, but would it be a lead? Like, I mean, I don't know what that means It falls to the ground, right? Yeah, it falls to the ground, but then it's just like a bubble, right? It doesn't like... It's a metal I, I bubble. Don't... It's a metal bubble. There you go. I don't know. Okay, it's the bubble lead, and it's the atomic fire, and then finally the leaf shield. Uh, you know, say what you will about, uh, you know, power-ups and shmups and stuff like that. Power-ups in Mega Man, and specifically in this Mega Man game, you know, it's like, they're a totally different type of beast because, like, that you know, you you really do feel like each one makes you a little stronger in a totally different way. Like, I, I, I'm kind of confused about which one I should go after first, considering the usefulness of all of them, right? No, it's yeah. the metal one. Why do you like the metal one so much? I feel like that <laughs> one actually sucks, though, right? Like the, the metal one I know is I just said they're all great, but, but like no, it, it doesn't take down metal enemies. Yeah, but it takes down almost every enemy, uh, and you have a, a a ton of ammo with it, and you get enough ammo pickups that it's basically unlimited, uh, and it's like the weakness of three bosses. Like I I went bubble first, and I and maybe it's just because I went in a different order than than you, Sean. But I I found it very useful on like the next at least the very next level, where there there were a lot no, of enemies that I would just half the stuff I used the bubble on it just bounced right off. I mean, of same that. after that, but it, like <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like there were there were so like yeah, it does have the the element of like rock paper scissors where it's like does this does this beat that kind of thing, but it also to to Mike's point like gives you other like it does more than just like hey oh bubble type damage does good against you know fire type enemies it, <laughs> it also like each you know bubble damage you know bubbles go along <laughs> the ground and hit enemies that are along the ground and you got the leaf shield which is good against certain enemies but also puts a shield around you which i found really useful and, and interesting and maybe think about levels in different ways like it's cool that it's not just like type advantages but there's also like a function to each of these. Yeah, no, I do. I do like that. Yeah, uh, the leaf shield specifically too of the um, having a way to like you know not have invulnerability, but to have a uh, have a like a little shield for a second, and then choosing the direction that that shield that that shield like flies off in uh, is also a cool thing. Instead of yeah, just, no, I I think uh, this is the know, best designed one um, in terms of. It having more than one use is like a, def- a defensive and an offensive weapon. Um, it, it has very different mechanics than most of them. Uh, yeah, the, bo- the the leaf shield is my favorite. Yeah, it's up, it's up there for me too. It might be mine as well. The one thing I didn't like about this bubble, uh, that I think Joe just said bubble eight times. Um, <laughs> bubble the bubble. one thing I didn't like about it is that when you... When you get to, like, one of the later stages, I think it's, like, Wiley Stage 4 or something like that. When you get to that, you have to use the bubble to detect where, like, the holes in the ground are, right? Like, that's the idea. Is like, because the bubble goes right to the ground and then flies across the stage, it will fall through these pits and then you'll know where the pits are. Why wouldn't they just, like, gray them out a little bit or, like, you know, make you pay attention a little extra? Like, that to me is... Is you know, it's no no consequence to the bubble design of the weapon. Yeah, it's or kind of like a that, but it's a weak way to to give a weapon another use. Right, exactly. That that's more what I mean. Is like, yeah, it's still a cool weapon and everything like that. But now it's like a a tedious yeah uh, requirement instead of like an actual fun part of platforming. I don't know. I sort of I sort because when I first got to that part where you're falling through, I was like, okay, this is one 
one of those major flaws with this game where it's like, okay, this is just kind of cheap. There's no way. There's just like, it's just a way to make it harder to, without you knowing, and you might just die until you learn the level. But then, like, when I thought about it, when I, like, realized you can use the bubble, I actually thought that was kind of a cool mechanic, too, because it really, it makes you think about the levels and the power-ups you have, and, like, what do you have at your disposal? Like, the whole game has these little puzzly elements, like, a little bit, where it's like, well, what can I use here? Like, why would this work on this enemy? But then it's also yeah, just like, well, how right. can I learn this this stage? Uh, I and, guess like, I'm thinking about it in a different way, where, like, the, it, it, that would be a cool moment. Um, I, I guess I... I like watched enough things to know that like, oh, this is how you know where the holes are. But if I'm just like trying to brute force this and then I realize, oh, I could just use the bubbles and this is like so much easier, I guess then I would feel a lot better about it. Yeah, it's satisfying, at least from from my from my perspective, having not known anything about like, I mean, other than it's a Mega Man game about like what these power ups do. It was satisfying to like stop for a second and be like, okay, how can I? Like, what has the game given me at my disposal? And then, like, remember, okay, the bubbles hug the ground. Maybe it'll fall through. And, you know, that that was just a cool, it, it, you know, it, it didn't, like, they could have done more with it. It was just, like, two screens that, like, had that ability. But it was a cool little puzzle to solve. Yeah, or you could just use uh, the jet and fly across those platforms. That, yeah, not all of them, though. Not all of them. <laughs> because some of them you couldn't, some of them were too narrow, you couldn't fire the jet out. I tried it. Oh. Or if you fired it out, you couldn't jump onto it because you were like, you were like wedged in between a ceiling and a floor. See, but now, like, even though I just found this out, like you're revealing it to me, I'm disappointed. Like, it should be designed in a way where you can use, you know, like Mega Man has such a huge arsenal, you should be able to use a multiple, uh, a different combo of things to get across these stages. Now to find out, like, oh, well, your jet's not useful there. It's like, well, well that's how I want to solve the puzzle. Well, you know, but, guess. but it's it's useful in it's useful earlier in some of those parts, but then when you get to the top, there's one where now you can't use it anymore. So if you were using it, you'd have to think like, okay, well now what do I do? You know, it's like I solved it that way. And like now what do I do on this one where I won't be able to use it? Well, now I love it again. <laughs> but then, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Right, right, right. Now convince me I hate yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything else to say about these power ups? Uh, you know, obviously, like we talked so much in the first episode about the rock paper scissors mechanic. I don't think we need to go over that again. But I will just say, like, the overall, like, amount of use these power-ups get from someone like me who doesn't think about the the strategic matchup of enemy-to-enemy basis. I still feel like I'm underutilizing these power-ups. Well, that's also because, like, the, there are some that are just not all that useful in... in... Right, right. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to blame the game here. Yeah. I'm not blaming myself. I'm not a bad player. It's the game that's not <laughs> encouraging me to be more It's creative. the game that's wrong. Um, right, I, right. Yeah, I would say that, like, the um, the boomerang kind of dumb, uh, the explosive that you plant, um, I think it's got, like, four or five, like, environmental uses in the game yeah. um and it's not it's kind of unwieldy otherwise uh and there's that one boss that you have to yeah have a full i didn't stack exactly cr- yeah i so, i have never gotten to that point but i watched enough about this game to to know like that that's sort of the nightmare level um and uh yeah it's some of them are just too situational like the uh whirlwind is like only good in one direction like, they gave, like, again, the metal thing. They gave you the the opportunity to shoot in eight directions with that, and the whirlwind is only good in one, 
so why not just use the metal thing? Uh, so it, unless you really just want that um, that color uh, that it adds that you're using a different weapon. Um, so I, I don't know. They could have done a lot a lot better at making them all either just as useful or at least more just as fun to use. Yeah, I, I some of them some of them had that. I feel like most of them I was pretty impressed that most of them I felt like I, I had reasons to use a lot. But yeah, the the wind one or the, the air one, not super useful. There were one or two times where it was nice to get that like weird like exponential curve angle of it. But uh yeah, and widespread. But then yeah, the the one that bothered me the most I think was the um I'm forgetting all the real names of these, but the bomb that you that like latches yeah. onto things because of what we what you guys were saying, where it's like it. I think it was cool to use it in that in that battle where you have to like you have to like blow up all those little turrets on the wall or whatever those little bubble things are. That was that was neat, but it felt so artificial of a reason to ever use that. Like it's the only time you ever need to use it because they just designed a quick boss battle where you need it, where there was no time in the actual game. Where I was like, oh, I could really bomb something right now, you know. Except there, you know, once in a while, there's some walls that you can bomb to get through to get to like yeah. some secret areas. Not but... often enough to make it feel like it, it. It's very organically implemented into the game. Exactly. And why does bombing make that turret thing just like uh, disappear immediately? Like you don't even have to wait for the bomb <laughs> yeah, to go off. It just makes contact with it. <laughs> I, I I thought at first because like the shape of the bomb that you place, it looks like it was just like covering up the you know like the wherever the the turret yeah the turret or whatever the wherever the lasers are it. coming out of but yeah and then it blows up but, but yeah i wonder if that was just a i don't know some weird some weird limitation where like they couldn't get it to stay and have the thing on top of it and still fire or whatever we've talked about a lot in the game so far and one one big thing that i want to talk about and big meaning i don't have much to say about it but it, <laughs> it kind of irked me so I still don't feel like the movement in Mega Man is as good as, you know, some of the other platformers that we've praised on this show. And I don't know, I don't know what it is about it that's just not quite there, but it feels a little stiff yeah. being Mega Man. He's still a little sticky. His jump, unless you're underwater, feels like you should have like a few extra, uh, a few extra pixels added onto the end of that. Um, uh, I, I mean, I, I, it's still like in the top ten percent of movement mechanics I think we've seen um, in NES games. But it, you're right; it's not it's not at the level of Super Mario. Yeah, and I'm not asking for him to be like floaty or anything. But even just like you know, sometimes there are platforms that you know require like you know being very close to the edge to jump to land on the previous platform, and that's fine. Like that's just something that NES games do. You know, a lot of games on the Essential Games list have that flaw as well. It's just that with Mega Man, you don't get like that. You don't get that running feel. You don't get that build up, that momentum, and everything. And I feel like maybe it's just throwing me off. But in games like Super Mario Brothers or Ninja Gaiden, um, I, you know, I just felt like I was more in control of my character, whereas Mega Man is really powerful, so it feels easy to just, you know, stand your ground and fight off enemies and wait to move on, right? There's no rush to move on, whereas in Super Mario Brothers, you kind of always want to move forward because every time you stand there, you're either at risk of running the clock 
or uh, getting hit, which is, you know, you only have two hits. In Mega Man, you got a pretty sizable health bar. You can always get it yeah. back. And you, you are strong. So I just feel like the movement is something that I can't quite put my finger on it, but I wish I was just more agile as Mega Man. I think it yeah. may, it might have taken a bit away from, like, the the actual shooting aspect of the game. Because if, if, if you're too agile, I think that that would make the entire game easier. And I think the balance of having this slightly crippled Mega Man boy um, that's got all the guns, uh, I think that that has like a, not a perfect balance, but it, it makes it feel like a Mega Man game and not Mario with guns. <laughs> yeah, I think that like, what for me it feels like he doesn't have like the the type of like weight that Mario has where he's got like momentum and he you know he and he skids to a halt which oddly makes it feel more like easily controllable um whereas like that like for Mario it feels like he's got this like weight that's combined with agility where he's like fluid and moving around where like Mega Man feels like I, I guess like he's just got weight <laughs> you know like, like he, he's but, some I mean, I kind of a robot, robot so that's yeah, so like that's maybe what they are going for, but you know, I, I do feel like yeah, the motion could be improved upon. But I also agree that I, I think if they did improve on the motion, they'd have to redesign the game slightly to like account for that because I do think it would make it a little too easy and maybe it would discourage you from using power ups. Because there were even times, even with this motion, where I was like, okay, screw this, I'm just gonna try and run past these people, and I and I did a couple times, and I feel like if I could, if I were if I were playing as Mario in this game. <laughs> You know, with, like with that type of movement, I feel like I could blow by a lot of these enemies. Yeah. Yeah, that's an interesting thought because, like, any time that you're just struggling in a particular stage, provided that there's no, like, major pitfalls or platforming that you have to do, I feel like you have enough health that sometimes it's just worth it to take the uh, to take the initial knock, right, and then use your invincibility frames to just kind of get past everything. And that's not really a trick that we see often on these side-scrolling games, but because Mega Man is a, uh, you know, it's moved in like a grid-like fashion, right? You're in a square, and then you move to another square, um, you know, like Metroid style. Um, I feel like you get away with that a little more, and it's only later in the game where they make that not so possible given the, the platforming perils. But through a lot of the, you know, like introductory stages, you could just run right through a lot of things to just make sure that you have, you know, just enough health to get to the robot master and take him down if you have the appropriate power-up. Yeah, I remember at least one situation where I kept dying at a certain point, um, and, like, there was an enemy that kept hitting me, but if I... But then there were spikes, and I knew that if I hit... If I touched a spike while I was invincible, um, it, it would just immediately game... Like, take my life. Uh, but if I got hit by an enemy and then hit, went into the spike, uh, it, it wouldn't kill me. So I used that as a little bit of a workaround and just traded a little bit of life for a little bit of time. Um, but uh, yeah, I it, there's definitely strategy in in taking damage. Wow, you're playing next level there. That's like that's I was just lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
okay, we've done enough talking about, you know... Mega like Man. First... No, just the first half of this game. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Like, we've been mostly talking about just the Robot Masters and that stuff. We've occasionally mentioned Wily Stage 4 for some reason. That one really irks us. But, like, there is a whole second half of this game after you beat all eight Robot Masters, uh, which is, you know, I'm not going to say that that's, like, hours of gameplay, but that's a pretty substantial, like, game in itself, right? Then you all of a sudden have to do, like, a, you know, a series of even more challenging platforming levels where the bosses are arguably much more challenging, only to be followed up with a boss rush of all the previous Robot Masters again, just like they didn't learn their lesson from Mega Man 1. They were like, oh, let's do that again. That was exciting. Yeah. And then and then you actually have to fight Dr. Wily, don't forget. You would think... In a normal game, and this I think we talked about this in the first episode too, in a normal game, you would defeat the eight robot masters and then just be like summoned to a boss fight with Dr. Wily, right? Like that would just be the center screen. In this one, it's like you have reached stage one of, what, six, right? There's like six Dr. Wily stages. I think stages. so, yeah. It's, cra- yeah. it's crazy that there's that many. Um, I just, I want to get your opinion just on like the thought of that, right? That in a game where there is a password system and there's a lot going on to it, does like the game being divided between the eight robot masters and the six wily fortress stages like does that feel like a cohesive vision or does it feel like all of a sudden the difficulty and um size of the game has just ramped up considerably i think that it it feels cohesive honestly i i i suspect we we said something like this in the original game because because it's, it's the same thing in mega man 1 correct where after yeah, but uh, I think there's only four stages. Right. Okay. So it's a little, a little. So like they went a little further with it this time, but I, it, it gives you this kind of cool feeling where it's like, especially with the password system, where it's like, at first you're you're just going through, you're just getting stronger, you're fighting all these. It's like you're preparing to go on your actual mission, you know. And then like once you've beaten all of these uh, robot masters, you might be like. You might you might have taken some time to do that. You might have got had you know, especially if you're playing on difficult mode, you might have really been like learning and practicing. And now you you have all these power ups. You've you've upgraded this robot to as upgraded as it can be. And now you're like, okay, now I'm ready to like go take on this mission. You know, it's like it's like that's all like the prep, which is a fun game in and of itself. And then you go on, and it's not just a boss battle. It's this whole like progressing through this i don't know castle or fortress or whatever fighting more bosses you know revisiting old bosses and then fighting the final battle but it's like it gives you the feeling like well if i had come here before when i didn't have all these power-ups probably would have done a lot worse so like that makes it feel like a satisfying progression yeah i mean i i'm a fan of the structure of the game where you know beat these first eight and then then you've got pretty much like the second half of the game that's a much more linear affair. Like I think that's a cool structure. I guess my problem with with it here is that there is they don't really have as much fun with these levels, uh, either aesthetically or design wise, than I think they were with the robot master stages. Um, I don't know how you guys thought about that. Yeah, no, it's like it, I get what you're saying. It's it's mostly just a dungeon, a cave, if you will. And it's very closed off, and a lot of it is, like, there's no sense of, you know, thematic uh, entry to, like, the... I wasn't expecting to fight a big dragon, 
at the end of Wiley stage one, right? Like it just all of a sudden it just kind of happens. It's it's like oh you got to you got to his big lab, and then in the basement there's a dragon with a bunch of floating <laughs> platforms. It's like sure, it, big why not belly right? dragon? Yeah, big pot belly dragon. Like you know, I think that's just I think that's the idea of like just being in a um, in a dungeon, right? But it's just all very closed off. If you look at like the the moment to moment gameplay in any of the Wily Fortress stages. A lot of it is like, oh, you really can't jump that high, or oh, you really can only um, fall this certain way because otherwise there's spikes. Um, you know, there's a lot of pits and stuff like that. It's not very, uh, it's not very welcoming. And I guess why would Doctor Wiley's castle be said <laughs> to be welcoming? But it's not as fun yeah. as a result of that either. Yeah, it's very much based around uh, just, uh, just like skill testing. Um, and not like, oh, this is a cool idea. It's like, no, avoid the spikes. Yeah, I, I, I can see that too. I mean, I, I guess they were probably trying to like make it be like, okay, now it's all about, yeah, now it's all about what you've learned and it's not about, I don't know. Yeah, it, it does feel like it, it, it strayed away from that like really interesting level design and it just kind of went for like, okay, now it's just, now it's just difficult, which isn't the end of the world. But yeah, it would have been nice to have some like, some, some new interesting curveballs to be thrown in there. But I will be damned if, uh, you know, the Mecha Dragon or whatever he's called um, and the uh, Bulldozer guy, if those two aren't, like, so much cooler than the Yellow Devil and <laughs> also more fun to fight than the Yellow Devil. Uh, I get it. The Yellow Devil has a pattern. If you figure it out, it's easy. Trust me. I've watched videos on it. I still can't do it. Wait, so what's I'm just the bad Yellow at video Devil games. The no, Yellow Devil the was the game. guy. Yeah, oh, first oh. game, he appears... He's got like a bit, you know, he's like a cyclops, and then his body morphs over to the other side of the up stage. Into chunks. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. it's awful. You have to dodge the blocks. It's <laughs> That's awful. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, whereas Mecha Dragon, it's like, yeah, you can only take damage in the head or whatever, and if he hits you, you could fall off the platforms and stuff like that. But as long as you're on the top platform, I feel like you're going to fall onto the other platforms, so it's just a matter of <laughs> it's not as back up to the much top. of a frustration battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know. It's just like, they look better, right? They, they, they all of a sudden like the sprite quality. You could fool me with uh, that bulldozer guy. Like I would think that's a Super Nintendo graphic. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah, it's, really. It, it's very much, uh, uh, very much in the keeping with the design that sort of went along that this game went for going forward several decades. Um, it's kind of timeless. Yeah, and I just like overall. I think the boss fights in Wily Fortress are are great with the exception of the one where you have to strategically use your crash bombers that you don't run out only because and here's my problem with that Joe before you before you tell me why it's good <laughs> it, the problem is is that there's no like way to get more of that so if you screw up right it's like it's just it's just over right like you have to wait till the turrets kill you and then you have to start that stage over and i just feel like it's got to be a better way to handle this. Like, you have so many other power-ups, and the only thing that can take them down is the Crash Bomber. It should have been a loophole. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree with that, too. That, and there's another instance in the final boss battle where, yeah, it's the same thing, where I feel like without any warning that this is what you're going to need for this battle, if it, it, it doesn't feel good to get there, realize you just don't have enough ammo to beat it, and there's no way of getting ammo, and then having to start the level over and remember to keep the ammo. Like, like you should have some warning just so it's not just, like, get there and then realize that that's actually some of the the same 
type of problem that we had in the first game, where it's like you get to the point, realize you realize you needed something earlier, and have no choice but to die and go back to earlier. Where it's like, yeah, well, I, it, yeah, it just it just feels like a waste of time. I think that the easiest way that they could have solved this was like, I don't know, have some uh, some easy mob also moving around the stage that you could kill and. I don't know, half the time it would drop some of the ammo um, instead of you just sort of being alone with the turrets. Like, yeah, it makes it makes the boss a little bit harder because then you also have to deal with can, like just keeping an eye on these other little mobs running around, but at least it's beatable. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, and Joe, you talking about, uh, you know, if we just want to jump straight to the end <laughs> here for a second, the Dr. Wily fight is so bizarre right uh in so many different ways too like all of a sudden you're in outer space he's on a flying saucer you're standing on nothing and then he transforms into like an alien that like i don't know i don't it was dr wiley an alien all along like i don't get this part i don't understand it is mega man high as fuck like what is what is happening here but every item every single item is useless except for the bubble lead or bubble lead, whichever one you choose. Uh, there's just something wrong about that. <laughs> see, the whole game wasn't building up to the, like, you know, the all-powerful bubble weapon. But, <laughs> see, if it wasn't for the fact that you didn't know going in that you need the bubble and you'll, you could just run out of it. Like, when I first got there, actually, I'm still there now. I didn't beat it. <laughs> I only got to the final boss. But, I, I like, I, I ran out of bubbles on, like, when he had like a little bit of health left and that's the only thing that can hurt him. And like, if I had known that, yeah, now I know that now I can go back and, and go through that whole last part of the fortress again and, and try and get a bunch of bubbles and save up. But like, that's what f- bothers me. It doesn't bother me that it's the bubbles that beat him because it's just <laughs> such a weird ending that he turns into, that he turns into an alien. Like it almost feels like, of course it's the last thing I would think. Cause he's like, so not of this world. Of course it's like the one thing you would think wouldn't hurt him is what hurts him. Like that's fine. Like in it's just that like, <laughs> I never saw it, but uh spoiler alert. Oh, they beat him with bubbles at the end. <laughs> no, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, um, but this game was the, was the prequel to science. I, I figured. Um, okay. But Joe, yeah, wait, that, one that crazy, one me. crazy thought here because you know, you're a reasonable guy. I'm just going to tell you, <laughs> the bubble thing is ridiculous. It's not a good idea that it's the only thing that could take him down. The game is based around you acquiring all of these power-ups and becoming the strongest version of a mega man. You're a guy who has all of these different things. You took down all of his robot masters, right? Why wouldn't... It, like, honestly, I'm surprised that they didn't go the other route and say you have to have everything. Like, you have to hit him you know he changes color in an alien life form and you have to make sure you use the crash bomber when he's this color and the metal blade when he's this color like i'm surprised okay. they didn't do that and that sounds bo- like bullshit too i wouldn't if, enjoy that but, but at if, least if, that if more sense for the game okay yeah if your argument is that you think that it should that you should have to use you know it shouldn't just be one power up i agree especially yeah the whole game took you through that it shouldn't just be one power up you should have reasons to use them all to get there but if the argument is that the bubble thing being ridiculous is wrong, I disagree. I think that it's ridiculous and that's great. I think I, I think it's it's no, hilariously no, okay, ridiculous. Okay. I love thing, that. But yeah, yeah I, the bubble thing is fine with me because like that's water and he's an alien, so he's not used to you know like our our the you know the bacteria in our water <laughs> and that killed him. immediately. You know? kills yeah, him exactly. Immediately. Yeah. 
Well, 14 shots of bubble. But yeah. like bubble, water is water is life for us, but he is like this like weird alien. Water is death for him. I, I you don't should, know. It's just like, it I just mean, like my, felt right. My opinion, he, you should have only been able to beat him with Omni Slash. <laughs> yeah. Zeta Flare. Zeta <laughs> Flare or, or, only. If they really wanted to insult the player, right, that, you know, Dr. Wiley would strip you of all of your powers and be like, oh, you thought those power-ups made you stronger? Like, I control those power-ups and I'm deactivating them or something, right? He created those robot masters. At least that would feel like a bit more of a fully formed idea. Uh, It wouldn't be fun. This just feels ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I like the idea of, yeah, somehow the final battle should incorporate everything you've learned. Uh, I totally agree with that. Or not. Just, yeah, just make it this way. You only have your blaster. Or you only have yeah. the, the platforming power-ups. You have to keep dodging all of his shit until he depletes all of his energy I think by that shooting would suck so too. much of his life projectiles <laughs> at you. Yeah, honestly, I think that the the, the best solution is, to me, I, I think that it's actually not a bad idea that, like, when he changes color, you have to you have to figure out what to use against that color or something. Like, that's not a bad idea, uh in my opinion, I think that that would be better than the way they did it. But, you know, just to continue playing the devil's advocate, you could look at it as, like, the whole final fortress was to, like, learn to use all your power-ups. Where, like, you, and you he's know, just the bubbles. And he's just, yeah, the bubble one. And he just happens to be the last one. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, I, I agree that the, the end, the final battle should be like, okay, now put everything to use. I really think they had, like, a really, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking with hyperbole here, but, like, I feel like they had a amazing like game here and then they just threw out the playbook on the final boss they said like they for they almost like took a break for six months and then said like oh yeah we never finished programming that final boss i don't know hit him with some bubbles (laughs) like it's just so far away from the ideas of what Mega Man is and like what the game was about that i'm just i'm just confused by it and obviously like that's a little extreme but I have to say it. Like, I really think that the Dr. Wily final boss thing is just a mistake. The other five levels leading up to it are so much better. One of the we also didn't mention that. Uh, I mean, once you guys discovered the bubbles, did you ever switch to another power up? <laughs> Never. Uh, no, was... I'm serious. Like, in, in that battle, and that once you discovered that the bubbles oh. are what hurts him, did you ever then go back? I didn't actually get to this point. What you realize once you've taken some damage down is that not only are all your other weapons useless, they all heal him back to full health. If you hit him with anything else, even your regular blaster, he's back to full health immediately. One hit. Why wouldn't he just design the bubble <laughs> to do that as well? Uh, maybe he, it was an oversight on his part. His hubris is what killed him. <laughs> he, he didn't think water could possibly hurt him. Also, here's the thing. If we're out in the vacuum of space, you can't have bubbles. It would, like, it would just like non-bubble. You know, well, that's a great point, Sean. Maybe it's the, you know, there's nothing inside it. It's just a circle of water. It doesn't have to be filled filled with air, right? Well, what's expanding the bubble to be a bubble? Well, or the air that you, I mean, you you generate now, this. Well, now like there's too much. Now there's too much air in the bubble, and it's gonna pop because of the vacuum. Yeah, it of space. pops right on. Think him before you up. talk. <laughs> it pops right on him. You can have you can have some sort of bubble. Maybe there's a, there's a field around it. You know, it's it, it's a force field bubble. Is that it's what it is, Joe? Bubble. Yeah, yeah. Lead. They're made out of lead. They're not gonna <laughs> pop. Come on. You Tell got me, me there. Brain. Yeah, that's right.
One thing we missed, uh, we didn't talk about the energy tanks at all, and those are uh, oh, optional yeah. things that you can find across the various stages. They usually make it a little bit of a platforming challenge to find them, and you can bank these energy tanks, up to four of them, and they will completely replenish your health. And if you use them any time outside of a boss fight, you have to really question what you're doing. <laughs> you have to really sit down with yourself and ask yourself, why am I replenishing my health now? Uh, but if you're not, if you're just using it during a boss fight, wow, what a great addition to have these energy tanks. Kind of makes me wish that they also had power-up tanks that you could store in case you were going up against the the crash bomber turrets or, you know, Dr. Wily's alien forms. This way it was like, oh, if I'm out of bubbles, at least I saved <laughs> this box of bubbles. Tank. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So this box. Stuff. Yeah. This box, this convenient <laughs> box of bubbles uh, from Toys R Us. <laughs> Because that's where people buy their bubbles. Um, at least I have that. Well, I see. But no, but- I thought when I first saw those, because I actually didn't notice I was collecting those. Like I didn't notice I was gathering those till towards the end. So I, I had a couple at the end, and I thought that they were going to let me. Yeah, like you said, either give my, give all my health back, or I thought I could like select it and then select whichever power up I want. I thought I could just fill up one bar of anything. I did sort of that think that's how nice. it worked the first time I used it as well. Um, but I mean that. That was a godsend for me. I, I wouldn't have been able to get as far in this game uh, if I didn't have those energy tanks. Um, and I think it also speaks to like how the, the difference between Mega Man One and Two. Like Mega Man One had a lot of weird like ar- like holdovers from an arcade experience that never existed of like you know this like points um, and you know and there's nothing like, the points are just there. Um, and they they drop that, and now they add something that is really only useful for, for consoles, that and uh, the password system. It seems like, yeah, between 1 and 2, they finally figured out how to be a console game. But, for, like, having these energy things. Like, you would never see an arcade game where you could just use an item to get back to full health. <laughs> right, yeah, it's a, you're, you're losing money. Yeah. So I, I thought that was just a, a cool little aside there. And what about that creative password system? No more remembering random strings of letters or numbers or a combination of letters and numbers. Instead, just fill out this dot matrix. <laughs> yeah. Remember this QR code. Yeah, I, I like it better now in the age where I have a camera in my pocket all the time and I can just snap a photo of it. Probably be it'd probably be easier to remember like a numerical or letter code <laughs> if I was just committing it to memory, though. <laughs> Not that I feel like anyone just committed it to memory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, Sean, you're like the mathematician of the group. Math magician. Uh, math magician of the group because yeah. you make magic. You, were, with you math. killed it on Sesame Street one, two, three. So. Yeah. That's that's true. Except for your opinion on the menu. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing: Am I wrong in thinking that like this is a pretty easy password table to brute force into like getting some kind of result? I, you know, it, you're right. Like, there are only two options for each field. Uh, right? It's like on or yeah, off, on right? or like off. dead or alive. And instead of 24 or however many, I, I guess 30, 30, I don't know how many letters are in the alphabet. You don't know me. But um, uh, 26. 26 letters in the alphabet. Plus 10. So 36 characters for a password system. Like, yeah, you could definitely brute force this to, I guess, end up at any random point in the game. But why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I guess, you know, it depends on what age you yeah. are. You know, if you're, it sounds if you're like six, fun. that could be amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, if you're 36, that could still be amazing. It just depends on how you want to play the game. Maybe that's like a fun challenge is like enter a password and just see uh, where you wind up and you have to do the rest of the game from there. That's fun. Nah, I don't know about that, but that could be like a fun speed running challenge. Like somebody starts oh, like a, a little bit ahead or different enemies or, or bosses already defeated. So like then they have to race each other to the finish. Yeah, but it could be, that can lead to being like really unfair really easily. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Forget I ever said it. I will. Already done. Cool. One note on development because I don't want to get into, um, you know, like the whole like making of the games and everything like that. Because obviously like a game like Mega Man 2 has a lot of information about it. But this is the game where um, Inafune joined Mega Man 2, and he is now the guy who made that, like, Mighty Number no. 9 game uh, that everybody hated but backed with millions of dollars. Uh, he is, like, known as the creator of Mega Man. He is not the creator of Mega Man. He's just the guy who made Mega Man what we think of Mega Man today. So I guess Mega Man 2 is a game a lot of people still really love because they would fund any project that this guy makes to the point where they let him make Mighty number nine. And the developers allowed input from the general public in Japan for boss designs uh, throughout the game. Capcom received 8,370 boss submissions for Mega Man 2. And they kind of gave an answer that sounded like they went with none of them. But that would be like impossible. Oh, really? Right? I... Somebody else. Cause somebody else comes up with Woodman. I thought, yeah. I thought that that was really cool. And I just recently heard, I don't know if it was true. Um, or not, but I heard that ever since, ever since Mega Man 2, like, everything but Mega Man 1, all of the bosses were fan designed. Is that not true? Well, I think what they're trying to say is, is like, you know, that they, they don't say, like, you know, you're the winner or something like that. They, instead, they, like, they look at the fan designs, draw inspiration from them, and then make their own. So basically, that's their way of saying that they're stealing from you. <laughs> yeah, I assume that they, like, designed on top of it but i thought that they were like hey send us your idea and someone sends in woodman and they're like oh great i'll make these couple changes and put it in but like i thought it was like largely still that person's design i could be totally wrong got it okay i don't have enough on that so maybe maybe they the friendship got a little bigger over time you know like the trust with the with the community but yeah. in this game they say that uh they took inspiration and made the designs their own gotcha that makes sense uh, sequels and spinoffs. Uh, I don't know what you want to hear from this because there's a lot of Mega Man games and I think we've gone over them all and we're going to play a bunch more. Don't forget we have Mega Man 3, Mega Man 4, Mega Man 5, and Mega Man 6 still left to play on this very console. Isn't that crazy? We're not going to see another Metroid game on this console, but we're going to get four more Mega Man games? Uh, I love it. I, yeah, I guess, I guess that's good. Well, yeah, at least half of that is good. The Mega Man part. Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to see more Metroid games too. I guess. Do you guys like look forward to Mega Man Three? Let alone Mega Man Six. Like, like, would you say that you're more excited for Mega Man Three or Mega Man Six? If that makes sense. I mean, just knowing how little the core design philosophy of these games has changed, like, I, I, I can't say that. Like, I can't wait to see what they improve on. But I guess I'm. Interested to see, like, oh, what kind of goofy, uh, goofy weapons slash bosses are they gonna have now? So, uh, I, I that that that's kind of how I'm feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited for the for the next thing, and I and I, I do feel like that there is like a there is a time and place, in my opinion, and I for like just 
making another iteration of your last game. I like I I think about this a lot with like I know people really want to like change you know some people really want like Pokemon to be like changed to like a new format, add a defense button, like a defend button and things like that. Things that'll or like make it like an action game. And like I think things like that are cool if you make a side game that's like that. But I, I think that there's a there is some merit into like hey, let's keep all of the core gameplay elements Keep it the same game and just make a better one or make one with different unique things. So people can always come back when you play a Mega Man game, you know what you're getting into, but you're still discovering all these new things. It's like, hey, it's just like all the last Mega Man, but now I have this power up. So it lets me do this. Whereas I feel like a lot of other game um, like franchises sometimes try to evolve too quickly into a new a whole new direction. Uh, and then that like makes it feel like it's a totally, you know, different game. I mean, Final Fantasy is another example. I mean, modern Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy 15, I'm sure it's a great game and I and I'll play it at some point. But like when I sit down and play it, like that does not scratch the itch of a Final Fantasy game. So like I respect that Mega Man will always be like, "Hey, more Mega Man with new ideas in it." Yeah. If that I, makes any I sense. I kind of agree, yeah. And I'm sure there are like seasoned Mega Man fans listening to the episode right now. They're like, "Oh, Joe, if you only knew." <laughs> yeah, I, I can't can't <laughs> like, wait to. I don't be know where it goes either, but I'm sure there's got to be a point where they like, they lost the you know the trust yeah, of the fans. Yeah. I think you know. No, no, no. Well, you know, you have to think about it, right? Like, what Mega Man Eight was like PS One times. Yeah, and then like Mega Man Nine took like all the way to the Wii <laughs> to like get released. So clearly, like. Something happened there, right? Like, there was a rift either, whether it be sales or just design philosophy that, like, took them so long to come up with 9, but then there's also a huge gap between 9 and 10, and then 11. But they like had all the X's, like, too, right? Like, those were... Yeah, yeah, but the X's also stop at 8. That's kind of interesting. That sounds like a right? conspiracy. Like, what's wrong with the number yeah. 8 in Mega Man? And that's why Inafune went on to make Mighty Number 9. To skip 8 entirely. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah, just skip... <laughs> Just skip the number eight and go right to nine. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then, you know, in terms of Mega Man 2 stuff, there is a Mega Man 2 on the Game Boy, but it is not Mega Man 2. It is not this game. It is not these bosses. It involves um, Dr. Wily coming back again in an attempt to take over the world, and this time he's stolen the experimental time skimmer from the world's Kronos Institute and uses it to travel 37 now it says 0.426, but that can't be right, right? Like it's probably 37,426 years into the future. But I guess you could go 37.426 years. That might just be a European well. thing cuz they use they use uh dots instead of commas. Got it. All right. <laughs> um and yeah, you know Mega Man is uh is got to go into the future as well and take down um Dr. Wily. A lot going on with this Wily guy. He's an alien, he's a time traveler. Dr. Wily. Like sounds a lot like <laughs> Yeah, he's like Biff <laughs> from Back to the Future. Yeah, alien. Wait, Biff uh, was an alien? Biff. <laughs> No, Biff, Biff was an alien in Back to the Future 4. He just didn't read the script. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, 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 that's not true. I didn't Don't believe you. Nobody. There is no script for Back to the Future 4. Don't look it up. Uh, What else? Mega Man. Oh, Mega Man 2 also got, in 2019, for its 30th anniversary, it got a re-release of the NES cartridge from Capcom. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Uh, like the an actual... officially licensed NES cart huh. of Mega Man 2. What year was this? 2019. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, I 
what what's the point of that? <laughs> like, well, it's cool, it's yeah, I guess. <laughs> like, what you, why would I ever want to do so that? Funny. Mike? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. I guess like they they made it cost a lot of money, so yeah. people thought like I'll buy this now while it's a collector's item and it will skyrocket in value. Yeah. And then it turns out they made just enough for all the Mega Man Two fans to have it. Yeah. <laughs> so nobody else is seeking it. But I think it's blue. I think the cartridge is blue. So that's all, does that intrigue you? At I all? like yes, blue actually, stuff. That changes things. I mean, I guess it also you know it, it helps preserve it a little bit, and it's a, hopefully original form. I'm assuming they didn't change anything. So I mean, that's nice. Yeah, but don't you think they just put like a retro pie in there? Yeah, or probably. Like, <laughs> in the cartridge, <laughs> you don't even have to. Yeah, you don't like, even have to put it in your NES. You just play it on the <laughs> you just plug it on USB the cartridge itself. It. There's a screen on it. On the back of the cartridge is an LCD screen, and you just play <laughs> right off of that. All right, that's a bit of a tangent, but that's all I have for sequels and spinoffs, really, for Mega Man 2. I mean, this you know this game has lots of re-releases, but not that much changes. Uh, I'm sure there are subtle changes. I'm not going to get into it, because we have gone too much into Mega Man 2. We've been talking for so long, and we need to wrap this thing up on a thing we call the Essential Games List. <laughs> Sean, you first. Give me your vote for Mega Man 2 on the Essential Games list. Mega Man 2. Huh? Like, like, look at that. Like, this is, this is <laughs> Mega Man 2. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, the, I, I mean, this, we, we didn't even, like, talk about a lot of the other stuff at this game, like how iconic the music is, and, um, that's pretty much it. Um, but, I think that this is a game that sort of does live up to its reputation in terms of like why it has a legacy. Um, I had a lot of, I had a lot of like nitpicks with it, but I do think that quality wise, it is an improvement on an essential game. Um, and it's not just like more of that essential game. Um, so I would say that this is also an essential game. Thank you for your vote, Sean. Joe, your vote. Mega Man 2. Huh. (laughs) I think that a lot of the things that we complain about in other games when it comes to enemy placement and, like, level design and, and, you know, just problems that other games have with pacing and and, and just, like, feeling like a balanced game, Mega Man 2 is, like, the antithesis of all that. Like, it is... I think that this is, like, a good example, even today, you know, in 2021, to, like, point to as, like, as a as a template or, like, a good example of how to do good gameplay. And I think that that, like, that shows throughout the whole game. I mean, every level, you're, you know, you have to think about what to do next, but it never feels, like, impossible or rarely feels impossible. Um, and... The enemies are all like thought out where they are. You have to, you, you have to really think about like how you navigate through this world. And I, I think that that adds so much to the fun, you know, than just like the, the power ups and the enemy design and everything, which are all also fantastic. <coughs> um, and I also think, yes, we do have a Mega Man game on the essential games list. I know sometimes we kind of go in this direction of like, well, do we need two of them on there? But I think that that is when one, like makes the other obsolete and in this situation i i feel like it is sort of what what i was alluding to earlier where it's like it's an improvement on that original game it it doesn't you know 
both both are using this this formula that works and i think that it is better than the original game but it doesn't take away from that it doesn't it doesn't replace it um so i guess i'm also like explaining why i don't want to eventually take mega man 1 off the essential games list while also saying that i want to put mega man 2 on the essential games list in a roundabout way so yes i'm voting it essential Wow, and that means it's an essential game. Um, I, I still get to get my vote, of course. Yeah, but, but you don't need it's to. It's in. Yeah. Yeah, it's in. Uh, the only thing I guess I'll say is Mega Man 2. Huh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Mega Man 2. It's like a no-brainer, right? If Mega Man 1 is an essential game and Mega Man 2 is better than Mega Man 1, well, then what do you have? Of course you have an essential game. It never... Never uh, since like I since I first sat down and played the game, and I played this game, you know, before nostalgia. So I guess that's a little cheating. But I, I knew this was a good game. I knew it was a great game, and I knew it was going to be on the essential games list. I'm really happy that after playing it uh, the last couple of weeks, that reconfirmed it for me. Sean, you were talking about how like you know we just didn't talk about like a lot of the iconic stuff that this game revolves around, and I think that's true, right? Like, yes, the music is amazing, and even like. The Mega Man in Super Smash Brothers uh, is is based off of the yeah, Mega Man Two. I mean, like, all I, the power exactly. ups and stuff. That's where I saw all this you stuff know? first. Right. It's like you know, there, there. It's in the like this game is the DNA of a Mega Man game, and regardless of if like you know, we try to use the argument again for Mega Man Three, Four, Five, where it's like, yeah, it's Mega Man again, even better. It's like something about Mega Man Two is just like it's larger. Uh than just an improvement it is now for me the Mega Man game uh that that this is the standard i'll be holding them up against too and i don't know if i agree with joe i think mega man one uh you know on on my outlook on my horizon the best of 1989 i'm looking at mega man one and i'm saying you might be next kid because here's the thing mega man one had a lot of frustrations, but was overall a great game for 1987. Uh, or 1988, I believe. Um, no, 1987. I'm going to say 87. I don't remember, but that's what we'll go with. Mega Man 2 still has its frustrations, but I had to really reach out for them. We were talking about things like, you know, yeah, the final boss doesn't quite deliver, right? But, like, is anybody throwing Bioshock off the Essential Games list because the final boss sucks? Like, I don't think so. And we were talking about, um, you know, movement's not quite there yet. It's like, yeah, but, like, for where we are in game design, it's not really a noticeable difference unless you're playing in 2021. The point here is that, like, the influence that this game has on this genre, on Mega Man games, and just on, like, if you're a fan of indie platformers that are coming out today, right, there's a good chance that you're going to love Mega Man 2. Is it is it kind of hard? Sure. Is it NES hard? I don't really think so. I think this is the kind of game where like you just have to play through a level a few times and you'll have it down pat and they give you enough health and there is that easy mode. Honestly, if I'm having a good time with this game, you can too because I'm not that great of a video gamer and I had a great time playing Mega Man 2 and I felt good as Mega Man and that's the most important thing. You're the Mega Man. You want to feel Mega, which is why when you fight Dr. Wily, all of your attacks should do damage. You should be thumping on his butt. Like, you should Whoa. be all over him. 
<laughs> it was just Sean's like quiet, like whoa. Like, yeah, <laughs> got me. <laughs> Mega Man Two is absolutely on the Essential Games list, and it only took us like ninety minutes to get there, but here it is. And I can only imagine that next week when we play Monster Party, we're going to go into just the same amount of in-depth analysis and reach the same kind of conclusions. Right, guys? I can't wait. Absolutely. Everybody's heard of NES's Monster Party. Right. I haven't, actually. Oh, interesting. By Human Entertainment, the totally <laughs> uh, not robot. <laughs> that, that sounds suspicious. <laughs> I think the monsters Monster- made that game. <laughs> yeah, Monster Party... Um, is the game that we're playing next week. And the reason I bring that up so soon after a Mega Man segue is because you should always want to know what game we're playing next because we want you to play along with us. If you listened to 90 minutes of Mega Man 2 and you didn't play Mega Man 2 leading up to this week or following this episode, I'm not saying that you're listening to the show wrong. I'm saying you're doing yourself a disservice. Mega Man 2 is a game worth playing. And next week, we're going to find out if Monster Party is a game worth playing. Joe, anything you could say to the listeners to make them play Mega Man 2 this minute? Uh, I think that knowing that Sean and Mike voted it on and they didn't even vote Zelda 2 on, that means that this game must be like, I mean, it must be doing like godlike feats because I don't know what could, I don't know. I just feel like I need to bring up uh, Legend of Zelda 2 every episode. So let's take a listen. Take a listen and then... uh, let us know if you agree that it should be on there, and more importantly, let Sean and Mike know that they're wrong about Zelda 2. Yeah, I mean, Mega Man 2 is at least as good as Operation Wolf. <laughs> oh, at least. <laughs> at least as good, yeah. according to our Essential Games list. Of right. course, that's not really how the list works, but if you have feedback and you want to write to us and let us know that we made a mistake or we didn't make a mistake and that we're a great podcast, the best way to do that is at NostalgiaCast on Twitter. That's where we're posting stuff all week. You better believe we posted some great Mega Man 2 stuff all week long. And you better believe that people commented on that stuff too. Now don't go and count the comments because, you know, we record the episodes in advance. I don't know how many people commented. But I'm sure we got some comments on some thoughts. And Mega Man 2 is a game that we'll probably keep using as a reference point like we do with Mega Man 1 and Super Mario Brothers, and Legend of Zelda 2, Metroid, you name it. That's the kind of game that this is. And that's why it's just going to be like in our... In our nostalgia dictionaries now, Sean, parting words for the audience. All right, just just because you had a bad day at the office, um, that doesn't give you the right to park in a handicap spot. It's it's really it's really not cool. Like I I think like anybody who needs it is going to tell you that like, hey, I'd really appreciate it if you wouldn't park in a handicap spot. So you know, just do that. Just just. Just be the bigger man and park in a regular spot. Is this something you've encountered recently, Sean? Nah, it's just something I've been thinking about. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. You're adding that. It's just says he's back. Yeah, he's back. But, like, he's back. It's, he's- this episode is posting on October. <laughs> like, it's and also, like, what is he adding? Back. Extra A's in the in back? 
Okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> you want totally me to say okay. Mega Man 2, he's back? I want no, you to say, I want you to do what you did. I want you to say Mega Man 2, I'm Kluku for Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't I have no idea what that means or what that's referencing. <laughs> That's not even when we were reading the back of the box. I know, though. but what was it? I don't. Want- <laughs> I just said that. I know, but I thought it was like a reference to something. Goo goo for Gaga. <laughs> but, oh, okay. All right, we need really to start. That is. <laughs>